there was lots of models out there that told us constantly, you need your own roles. You need to be separated like this. That never worked for us. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Mina Kunlositep. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, friend. You know what makes business and connecting with customers really hard these days? When teams aren't connected or talking to each other. When they don't know what's going on everywhere at all times, that can feel really hard. Am I right? It's so true. Everyone on team should be in the know about everything that's going on. If not, it tends to lead to customers feeling disconnected as well, because not everyone is on the same page, which makes everything feel like a mess and overwhelming. That's why it's so important to make sure your team is connected, talking to each other. When everyone knows what's going on, things run much smoother and nothing is being missed, lost in translation, or falling through the cracks. When everyone's on the same page, it makes connecting with customers so much easier. This is exactly why so many businesses use HubSpot CRM. It allows everyone on your team to have access to the same information so nothing is being lost in translation or slipping through your fingertips. They also have a universal inbox for and also tools like ticketing, live chat. This is so your team members can pick up where another one left off without missing a beat or even a single thing. So get started for free today at HubSpot.com. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the Product Boss Podcast. So one question that Mina and I get asked all the time is, do I need a business partner? They see us, they see see our success, they see our differences and our similarities, and they think, oh, if only I had a business partner. Do I need a business partner? Is that the key to success? Yeah, more so it's like, I'm really thinking about getting to business with blah, 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 you know, my cousin, my friend, my neighbor, should I do it? And in short, what we usually tell them is, but why? Why are you feeling that way? Right? Mm -hmm. We ask them back the question and then they go into, I think that that's the key to success or I'm not good at this. They could do that. Or I really feel like it could be easier. And that's the thought that they have in their mind. So we (laughs) wanted to dig a little bit deeper into that because we do, like Jacqueline said, get this question a lot in various different ways um, because it, it can look on the outside so much fun and it is. But I will tell you, we have both come out of not so great business partnerships. And I think that there's something to be said about the other side too. It doesn't work all the time. Yes. (laughs) Friendships were lost. Lost in a good way. They happened while they happened and they, you know, were there, but they are no longer. (laughs) (laughs) The people are here. The friendships are no longer. (laughs) 
you know, but people come into your life for a season or a reason. And I think that that ultimately, I can say that that has helped me become a better business partner and better business partner seeker than before. I actually was not seeking a business partner, but here we are. Here we are. (laughs) So we're going to jump into this question very candidly and very truthfully, because um, I think that we both love our partnership, but do we think it will work for everybody? In my personal opinion, more times than not, it will not work. Correct. We are a very unique combination and, um, I think your face just twitched as you said that. <laughs> no, very unique combination. I think that it works for us. Yeah. And I can say that I got really lucky and I believe that we got really lucky finding each other. Now, if it's a roll of the dice for the rest of you all. <laughs> Good luck. And thank you because I also feel like I got lucky. So let's go back to when before kind of like when, before I started my own business. So, um, it was 2006. I was still working as a fashion designer. Um, I was working for a celebrity line and in the building we were in, in the fashion district in LA, my neighbor, she was great. She was, um, a woman running a maternity company. Her husband was, had his own job, but this is her company. And she was just so helpful to us. You know, we were all 26 and under running this, um, fashion business, not knowing what we were doing. So she would always kind of be there for me. And she was 10 years older and she was sort of like, let me help you. This is who I use. You know, she's just giving me advice. So we became, like your mentor, essentially. Yeah. And we became fast friends and I'd go hang out with her and I would, you know, complain to her and all the things. So eventually I decided to leave the company I was working for because it was a little bit toxic and um, not a little, a lot, but we'll just be kind here. And, <laughs> and she said, you know what, while you're looking for your next job, because I was auditioning, or auditioning. Oh my God, now I'm a husband. I was interviewing for Monique Lulier, BCBG, uh, uh, St. John's Knits, like so many big companies. And she's like, just come help me. I need help. So cool. I'm helping her. And then we get to how you get when you get fun and you start to collab with people. And we're like, we should, you know, she's like, you know, I've been helping you guys grow this business. Like, I really think I can consult or help people grow companies. And I was like, you know, I think that's a great idea. And she's like, would you want to do it with me? And I was like, yeah, that would be a great idea. So we got inspired together and we had kind of been collaborating. But what I didn't realize was there was a power dynamic, right? She had the idea. She was more of the expert. I was sort of newer to it, but I could still do a lot. And I was really driven and I've always been really great at marketing. Um, So we did it. We like launched and got our first three clients. And then she's still at our other company and she kind of was like, I can't do this. Eventually we had clients and she's like, I can't do this. She she found out she was pregnant with another baby. She was overwhelmed with her own company and she's like, I can't do this. And she's like, if you want the clients, you take the clients. And the only agreement we came to was that I wouldn't use the same name that we had. Um, And so, you know, I was 26, so I probably didn't fully think of it. So we were called Fashion Consulting Co-op. And I mm-hmm. changed it to designer consulting co-op and she got really mm-hmm. mad at me. So that was actually <laughs> my bad, <laughs> but it was changed. I followed along the rules. Right. And she didn't want anything to do with it. So she got really mad at me that like, I didn't change the name fully. And, um, but she left me with all the clients and she was out. So that kind of actually broke our relationship, but, and then I kind of was full on and that's actually how I started my business. And then I'll tell you for the next decade, um, as a young person running a business, not knowing what I was doing, but people were paying me a lot of money and I, you only have to be a few steps ahead of people really to start. 
Um, I kept thinking, gosh, I'm not fit, good at business. If only I had a business partner that knew how to run a business, right? I wanted someone like you actually, Mina, like that was like, had a business degree that maybe majored in business. I kept thinking, okay, I have a fashion degree. It's like a, a bachelor's in fine arts. Can I go back and get my minor in business? Like, what do I need to learn to be better at business? Because I didn't understand things. I didn't know the difference between like gross and net. When you look at your profit and loss, like I didn't understand the number stuff. And I thought I need a partner for that. And I always felt inadequate or like, like if I had that, it'd be better. But I didn't get a partner that I still don't have a partner in that business. And I had this one aha moment 10 years into having my business. I have a client paying me $10,000 a month to run his business. And I remember saying to him, you know, if only I had like a business partner, like someone who knew about business. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, business. He's like, I'm literally working with you because you know business. And I think I was looking at it from like an educational standpoint versus an entrepreneurial standpoint. And so I was thinking I was inadequate in something and I needed to go sub for something I was inadequate for versus I could have just hired someone who was better at books and understood that part of it, like, or that I knew the entrepreneur part of it. So I'll tell you that was kind of my story with, um, and she, by the way, apologized to me for breaking the friendship because I think then she went through a divorce. So she's like, I overreacted. So there was that. Mm -hmm. But that's how I started my business with a partner, ended up running it without a partner, thought for a decade I needed one until one day someone had to reflect back to me as like, you're great at this. And I don't have to be great at everything to still be a great business owner. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that sometimes we think that we need something to validate us. You know, that's in, in like, imposter syndrome of or like, like an inadequacy you think you yeah have. right and and then it's like oh, okay you know I'm you know validated by the fact that I have either a business partner that does this or has this I think for some other people it's the skill sets like there's a lot of people that are like hey if I am good at marketing could I have somebody that's good at numbers right I think that that is a really you um that's a hard mindset to get out of thinking that somebody can fill in the gaps. So I, when somebody asks me about partnership, I always deter them from that if they think that somebody else is going to complete them. Because the thing is, it takes a lot more than that. And I think that, um, so for me, for example, I had a business partner. We were doing this really fun thing. This is when scrapbooking was all the rage, right? And we decided, oh, we're going to start this business where we're going to sell um, clothing that you wear at scrapbooking events and scrapbooking events were called crops. So we had hoodies and t-shirts and all these different things that we would put, um, embroider or screen print different sayings on them, like girls gone cropping and really funny sayings like, you know, like that, or, um, born to crop or something, you know, I can't remember all of them. It's, I feel like I blacked it out a little bit. Um, and, it was really fun. I It was my um, husband's best friend. It was his wife. And so we were already friends. And we were like, ooh, there's... We went... We happened to go to the screen printing place. And we're like, this guy is making all these mugs that have all these screen prints on them. We could actually do this for the scrapbooking industry because we were already going to these crops. They they were, you know, spending oodles of money. And so we thought we could do this and we could be one of the vendors. So what happened was that we decided to go in the business. We put money together. It was not that much. And we bought the blank apparel and we had it screen printed with our first run. 
And we would go be vendors. And we were like, this is really selling really well. They had huge trade shows that were only for scrapbookers. You would go there and buy all these goods that had to do with scrapbooking. And then I came up with it. This was actually my idea. I came up with the idea to hold our own scrapbooking event and be the only vendor. Like they were forced to buy from us. And so um, I called it Get Inspired Scrapbooking Expo. And so I came up with that original idea. And she's like, oh, yeah, I love that idea. So we were two years in. We were actually doing really well. We were traveling to go to these trade shows. And we had a one-year event that we sold 300 seats for at $50. So we were making $15,000 from that. You know, we would rent the space. And so it was actually really profitable because we were able to seat 300 people, rent the location, be the only vendor selling clothes there. We invited like a wine person and, um, you know, had like live music giveaways and that sort of thing. So we're two years in and she is actually, I didn't realize it, having an affair with somebody. And so she actually divorced. Spill the tea and get yes. No, I mean she's never going to listen to this. This is nothing but the truth. So she (laughs) wanted out of her marriage, and I didn't know that in the past year that she had been having the affair. So at that time, that was the part that was very, very difficult. It was a explosion. Like we, their marriage imploded. So this is my husband's best friend, and so I was in business with her. And her husband's best friend is so hurt because he has been getting cheated on for the last year. She actually wants to divorce him and go marry the person that she is having the affair with. And she did do that. They actually moved to his small town, got married, had kids. He is now has two of his own kids, all that. But during that time, it was so difficult. I was like, Losing in a lot of ways, my best friend, I felt like, because I spent so much time with her in life and in business. My husband was livid and angry and all these things for his best friend. And anyways, I just got the business. And I had to choose whether or not I wanted to continue. I actually cut out the product part. The part that was easiest for me was the scrapbooking, Get Inspired Scrapbooking Expo. I ran it for seven more years. So... Two of the, actually seven seven years, two of the years was with her. I ran it for five more years. Sorry, misspoke there. And I did it by myself and I sold out every single year. And um, and like my kids were there. We had photo booths, we had music. I had, I had to learn how to make the announcements by myself. It was like talking in front of 300 people. Uh, when I left and I, you know, I got to know all the people they would have. Every single year, we had people that were coming back every single year. And um, for seven years, and they actually gave me a standing ovation when I ended it. And they were like so thankful for me. And it's really sad to think that that season of life or whatever. So that ended for me in 2015 before I had my second kid and started Low Labels. So that's where I was. And that's where the friendship kind of ended. I still talked to her for like maybe a year after that, but it made me really, really cautious of ever getting into a partnership ever again that led that blended with my personal life in that way because mm. I saw how detrimental that was to even my own marriage. We could not see eye to eye on how I was going to move on, you know? Right. Hey friends, it's podcast recommendation time. This month we've been loving the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast hosted by marketing expert John Jantz. 
He is such a genius when it comes to marketing. If you haven't listened to his podcast yet, he shares many insightful marketing tips, strategies, and resources for small business owners and marketers like you. It'll help keep your business growing. I like that he does it in a way that's both easy to understand and entertaining. He recently did an episode about AI tools, which we are obsessed, and you can use it as sort of research assistance to enhance what you're already doing, coming up with ideas and creating powerful marketing strategies, which we all know we could use more ease in our lives, right? It's a really interesting episode. He definitely knows how to open your mind up to new ways of doing things involving marketing and business strategies. Definitely give it a listen. Listen to Duct Tape Marketing wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Product Boss. Okay, this is for you. The other day, we got a message from Lolly asking us if we had a referral for a great inventory management software to help track raw goods and on-hand products that were ready to sell. And you know what we told Lolly? We sure do. Not only do we have a resource for inventory management software, but we have over 308 other business tools and resources that will help you effectively run your product-based business. Now, this ranges from packaging and printing supplies, affiliate management, website and email software, legal resources, video and photo tools, and so much more. You will have everything you need to grow your dream product business today and at no cost to you. Yep, this is totally free and you can download the Product Boss Ultimate Resource Guide right now by heading to theproductboss.com slash resource guide. Again, that's theproductboss.com slash resource guide. Now back to the show. Hi, my name is Ines and my business name is Barkin um, and I sell pet accessories, mainly dog collars, leashes, and treat pouches. Uh, multi-stream machine came at a time where I was starting from ground zero and I had zero direction. So when I came across this, suddenly there was this roadmap and I love that it wasn't, you know, you had to go point A, B, C, D, you could jump around to what was relevant. And so I jumped into the wholesale module, uh, cause I knew I needed to get things going and get a cash injection quick to cover my product costs And so that module was invaluable. And from the time I started to today, I am now in 10 stores. And without that module, and especially without the community, I would have been completely adrift. I would not have known what to do. So it's just been amazing to have that information at my fingertips and to have such a generous community sharing all the things that I I needed to get to where I am today. So thank you to the Product Boss community and, of course, to Jacqueline and Mina. What you all don't realize is partnerships are basically a marriage. Yeah. So we all go in with the intentions of us wanting to, you know, you when you get married, you're not like, I'm going to get divorced in two years. You're like, we're going to yeah. get married. We're going to be married forever. And then yeah. obviously life happens. Drama happens things, just things happen. People change, they grow, whatever. And it's how committed are you to that partnership? So Mina and I are in a marriage. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. we feel like we're more contractually obligated to each other than our own spouses. I mean, to the point that we have life insurance on each other, we have, Mm -hmm. um, 
I mean, we have contracts with each other. We like the money that supports our family. We have credit cards, bank accounts. We have a headquarters. We pay so many taxes. We have quote unquote children because we have team members who work for us that we're responsible for. Yeah. We have our public facing part, right? There's all of that. So I think when you think about, and we, and you know, we interviewed Susie Weiss Fishman of OPI and she had gotten into business with her brother-in-law, George. And the, and we, I remember asking her on the podcast episode, you know, and, and maybe we can share a link in the show notes for you all to go back to that. But it was sort of like, how did it work between you and George? And it's because they, they did not cross over. They made magic together, right? He had the dental products. She had the idea and the vision. He was mm-hmm. like, great. I will keep manufacturing and creating these products. You take the vision. So she was very much like the visionary of what to do. She took all the marketing meetings and they didn't fully cross over. So they were both able to execute in their roles mm-hmm. in the business. Together, they made magic. I think that's the same with me and I. And we we're always so amazed that we found each other on the internet and like in a Facebook group, through a podcast group, and that we just worked and we work really hard at this partnership. And I think the difference is, is we're both independently successful in our other businesses and we could be independently successful without each other. But the thing that we found very early on with each other and then that we do so well together is we make the magic happen together. We're like a a tennis team, right? Back and forth, back and forth. Like we operate really well together. We somehow like fill each other's gaps. And it's more of like, none of you agree with this, but it's like somewhat of like the excitement and energy and the attraction to our brains and the way we like create together. That's the thing that like, we're not actually finding someone to feel, fill the gap. Mm-hmm. of what we can't provide because we know yeah. we can do that. I think we, that's the majorly like big difference. Yeah, I think that, you know, when Susie was talking about her business partner, she was talking about that they had separate roles, right? Like you said, I don't feel like that's what makes our ours work because we don't have really set separate roles. I think if anything, that hurts us in a lot of ways because then it like pigeons holes us into things that we're supposed to be doing. Uh, when... In reality, I that was one of the reasons why I didn't want a partnership was because I didn't want to be t- attached to somebody in things that I'm supposed to be doing, right? I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do, however I wanted to do it. And that was why I became an entrepreneur. The thing that works with the two of us is that we're able to still be who we want to be and still come together when we want to. So it's not like we're doing other things. I'm not saying it in that way. I'm saying that I still don't have to like report to Jacqueline and Jacqueline doesn't have to report to me. We're a team in that we're two individuals that come together, but not so much in that it is um, filling each other's gaps. Like we definitely can keep the ball rolling and it's not like one's holding down the fort and one's not, or one's over here and one's over there. And one is this department and one is that department. I think the thing that works for us and the thing that we had to learn was our approaches our communication approaches, especially, and how we process things. And then also um, how we come together. So for example, you know, us being able to still be who we are without having to adjust all the time. That's what makes it really difficult in a marriage is that you're having to compromise over and over and over and over. And you're having to figure out how how to communicate with each other. Like with me and my husband, we've been together, it'll be 19 years. We're 19 Um, years too. Yeah. Oh, actually 2005. What year are we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So 2005, well, 19 years married, right? So we got married in 2005. Um, And so, but we were together before that. But 
We learn how to fight fight with each other. We learn how to, you know, stay in love with each other. We learn how to communicate with each other. We learn how to make decisions with each other. We learned small decisions together. We, you know, it took us a full marriage to be able to do that, right? And I think that with myself and Jacqueline, in that learning how to compromise with each other, we actually had to learn how to like be super fluid, you know, like having continual conversations. I think that that's really difficult to do when you separate out the roles too much. Like, hey, George, you're in charge of this. Hey, Susie, you're in charge of this. But for us, I feel like it's like blended together really well. We're very fluid in all of it. We don't know their relationship. Like, yeah, but you know, like that version of what you were saying. Yeah, you're right. I I phrase it in that way. But like, because we, I thought that there was lots of models out there that told us constantly, you need your own roles. You need to be separated like this. That never worked for us. Right. You know, but they were, if we go back to the world of like alchemize, like we we take two different like ingredients and you mix them together and you see like what comes of it. They were the right recipe to create a billion dollar business, Mm -hmm. you know? And for you and I, I think, I think, and if any of you are considering, do I need a partner? Here's the deal. Mina and I, I mean, we could get to like, how do I say this? There's absolutely nothing in our business that we can't hire someone to do, including our podcast. And I'll say that because like, for example, we've had Dr. JJ Abrams on the podcast and he, um, he works for, um, Donald Miller, Donald Miller, a story story brand, brand. who's a New York times bestseller multiple times over. And you would think, does Donald Miller have to have his podcast? Like, does he have to be the voice on the podcast? No, he hired or he works with Dr. JJ Abrams. I'm not sure what their personal, like their relationship is in business, but he's the one who does the episode or Shopify has a podcast. It's not the CEO of Shopify doing the podcast. It's someone mm-hmm. that was hired to do it. So we're not going anywhere, but it, but I want you all to realize is like, you can hire out for almost anything. You can hire out CEOs, presidents, CFOs. You can hire people for that. So it's not like, so even marketing, let's say, uh, oh, I'm not good at marketing, but I'm good at making. I need a partner so that they can do the marketing. Well, that's not true. You just have to be willing to hire the right people to take that, that they don't have any percentage of your business, but they have a job to do and a role to do and you manage that. Mm -hmm. So the beauty and the thing that if you're considering a partner or you are like, do I need one? Or maybe you're on the cusp of talking to someone about partnering. I think, remember love and lust, right? In the very beginning, when you start to date somebody, it's like lusty and you're like, oh, this person's amazing. And you don't see any of the flaws. The flaws all come, you know, later. Um, You really want to look at that and say like, where is this magic and tested? I think you and I tested this before it was ever like a full commitment. So Mm. our bills weren't determined by the I love this idea. I think for all of you considering bringing on a partner, you start off with one-off projects, Mm -hmm. one-off events, one-off collaborations, and limited time partnering up. And then you can go from there. Like if you want it to be six months, a year, whatever it is, um, then you know that there's an exit to it. Um, But the thing with Jacqueline and I is we've stood the test of time. You know, there's a less lust and desire, like what she said in the beginning, because you're attracted to each other for various reasons. You're inspired by each other. You have great conversations, all these different things. And then 
with us, it's not, we've stood the test of time and we've done project over project over project with each other. We've grown immensely with each other. And that's the thing too, is that Jacqueline and I have changed throughout this process. So for example, we have undergone alignment coaching. We've gone to masterminds of our own. We have coaches that we have too. And we have changed from when we were like babies together to where we are now. And I think that that is the thing too, is that it's same with marriage. It's like you you realize that you either come together and you kind of grow together, but you have to at least allow each other to be able to evolve. And there'll be times, it's like a roller coaster, right? There'll be some times where you're madly in love and there'll be some times where you really can't stand the person and you go back to being in love, right? Um, if any of you have been married for a significant amount of time, you mm-hmm. know that there's like ebbs and flows. But it's that recommitment and that commitment and commitment again to each other. That's the thing that keeps you together. And I'll tell you, like me and I have had a rough year, year and a half, maybe like Mm -hmm. it's been rough. We came out of the pandemic, you know, everyone's had it rough and we were transitioning and growing. We had never had a business of this size. Um, We, I think also a big transition for us was when the product boss started paying our bills versus when it was just fun and our businesses were paying our bills, right? So there was a lot of learning elements, but what kept us going was the recommitting to each other. The idea of like, what do we have to do? What do we have to figure out? Allowing each other grace to go through personal things and being there as friends. And then, you know, needing to not be so friendly sometimes and be in business together. And like I'd say, we're in a fantastic place now. We had to go through it. And this is going to get us to our next level, but it's that commitment point. So I think if you find the person that inspires you, that's like, th- like the two of you together can create magic. It is something. But before that- you go into like okay. the, the thing, I want to give some stats. Okay, this is okay. why I said this works for me and you. And good luck to the rest of y'all. <laughs> um, okay. 50% of people get divorced, right? That's marriage stats. That's because you're living your day to day. You get to see each other all the time. Business partners, eight, over 80% of them fail. They It goes down in ashes, okay? Over 80%. That means the vast majority. Now, those they're counting people that are probably together in this world. You know, you and I are in different locations. I don't know the stats on that because I think that that adds different elements that are difficult for us because we aren't around each other all the time. But also we get our our alone time too, right? We're not always Yeah, I working. guess so. So we'll we'll call that a wash, you know. <laughs> but over 80% of business partners end up not doing well together. So I want to say that because you know, before we go into like what to look for, know that there's considerations that all of you should think about before you get into partnership because all of your profit, all your business is 50%. It's 50%. So you're going in knowing that you're giving up part of your business. That's what sometimes ask us. People are like, should I give this person part of my business? But why? You can just hire them if you wanted to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But go ahead, like of when they find the right person. And you and I actually know two other couples that are partner. They're not couples. They're two other partner groups or two women each. Um, And and so we've been in two masterminds with each of them. And actually, mm-hmm. what's interesting to me is while they present as partners, one of the people started the business and hired the other one, and they have like a 30% stake. So one owns 70%, one owns 30. They're both super committed, but sometimes there's like a power play, right? Sometimes it's like, well, I own the majority of the business. So mm-hmm. it just really like 
you, there's so many ways that this can evolve. And I know some of them, like they had hired someone and this person was like excellent and they worked so well together. So it could be someone that you work with that, you know, gets a percentage and they're like involved in the growth. But like Mina said, 80% of the time it doesn't work out. It doesn't mean it's not going to work out for you, but 80% of the time it doesn't. So we just really want you to consider the why. Why do you want to partner? Is it to fill a gap? And could that just be hired eventually? Or neither of us want to run this company without each other, right? The yeah. product boss and this company that we've birthed together, this is this is our baby. This is the thing that we created together and we're f- fully committed to it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think for me, my feeling about it is like, we make magic together. We, when we, when we're in tune and we collab and we're just going and like, when we're really attuned and like, we're mostly are that way, we bounce back and forth. You all hear us on the podcast. None of this is scripted. Mm-hmm. We come up with an idea and we talk about it. Can you tell? I don't think that anybody thought it was scripted. <laughs> no one thought it was scripted. <laughs> They are probably like, maybe they shouldn't get a script, you know? (laughs) But we can bounce back and forth. It's the way we coach our students, right? We bounce back and Mm -hmm. forth. And it's just, it's just, and that's how we started as friends. We bounce back and forth with just giving each other advice and talking through things. Mm -hmm. And that's what created where we're at. So I think that's my final thought on partnerships. Yeah, my final thought is exactly like yours. I think that if you can hire it out, why bring somebody on as a partner? Because that probably wouldn't be the benefit to either one of you eventually. Um, But if you really do want a partner, make sure it's someone that you would marry in this life. Uh, You know, I say that, but Jacqueline and I didn't do the due diligence. We really didn't. We weren't like, hey, should we become partners? It just happened upon us. Like I said, like, that's why I feel like we really got really lucky because we didn't do that due diligence. We didn't even stop to think that this could be what it is. Um, we never thought it could be a multi-million dollar business. We never thought we'd ever have to take out, uh, uh, life Life insurance on each other. We never thought that, you know, we'd even be dependent on the income that would help our families or that we'd be making this impact. And so the lot of the things that we've gone through have been things that we've never gone through before nor even imagined, and they can feel very, very hard. So when you're thinking about a partner, think at least that can you go through hard things together just as well as you can go through easy things together. And like hard things, you guys, like hard. Like whether it's the the person personally is going through something and you have to be willing to step in. This is, you know, there's the world of business of like, I want you to do the dishes or the laundry. Like the, like, Business is hard. And then when you have an extra person in there that we have, we worry about each other's feelings and thoughts and time and money and when something else is happening. So like, it's truly, would you go to the end of the earth with this person and for this person? And if you can hands down say yes, then continue yeah. on. And would you succeed with this person and would you fail with this person? Mm-hmm. I think that that's the thing is like, you don't go in thinking, oh gosh, the hard things, I might fail with this person. And then there's like the stress responses or there's, you know, oh my gosh, what happens now? Do we get back up together? You know? Um, And so I think that for all of you, we're going to leave it at that. But I would say, I love our partnership. I think that we're like one of a kind, one in eight billion. Um, I think that the rest of you, I hope that for you, that you will, you could find a partner, but it doesn't have to look in the way 
that that partner has to be 50% owner either. I think that all of you could do more due diligence if you haven't had the experience of us where we've been in partnerships before and we learned a lot from them. I think that has been helpful too. I think my advice is that too. So I started with a partner and just really quick in my designer consulting co-op, like my friend Janice um, was my first biz bestie and we never had a business together, but we fully collaborated with clients. So it was Mm -hmm. like, I got a client and she did all their digital design work. So we were never financially in bed with each other, right? Like we didn't... Yeah, like not one... bound to each other, you yeah. know? Yeah. So we didn't have that pressure. So our friendship could stay. It could be business. And we were just like ba- like clients back and forth. So you can also think in ways like that. Like, could I collaborate with someone that would mm-hmm. be a great add-on, but you both independently own your business? Because I would give kind of the same advice. I would tell most people not to have a partner. Yeah. I would probably never do it again. Um, I mean... You know, odds it, are it, we'd be a thruple. <laughs> Lauren's kind of our third at this point. Yeah, she is. But like, um, but at this, you know, for all of you, mm-hmm. it's like it's it's a lot. And so mm-hmm. and I operated my business, I still have my other business independently of of doing it, you know, so like having a partner. So I think there's many ways to look at this, but please, I think what we want you to do is not to feel um, inadequate in a place and think I need a partner to succeed. We want it to be that you feel complete and that together it creates something amazing and magnificent um, because otherwise you can hire for that. Yeah, love that. All right, bye friends. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck out there. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.